and we're back, and we're back, and we're back. Yeah, man, we're back, guys. Chilling, we're chilling like villains. Where for some reason the horseman down, but we're guessing he's gonna join us soon. Who we got today in the house, man? Who we got in the house today? Hey, got Simon got... in the house. Yes, Simon. What are you saying, man? I'm here, uh, man, from the day. Yeah, I'm waiting to hear from Link, man. I'm sure he was just there. He was just there. He was just there. The moment you push record, he disappears. You know, I like, am here. Oh, oh there he is. Oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm here. I guess I'm just a little late. It says that my internet is, of course, slow. I am one of the horsemen that lives in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, oh no, I mean, no good sending for you. No, no good sending for him, you know, when we need, you know, someone, you know, we need rescuing and that from the situation. We're like, yeah, man, I've just looked on uh, my GPS. I'm going to be 42 hours. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, that, that, thanks for that, man. <laughs> That's rubbish. That's rubbish. Hey, yeah, li- listen to that music. <laughs> that, that, uh, turn that music back up. What music? Oh, man, turn that music back up. Just turn Just that intro. music. Do an intro. Oh, by the way, this is a song that um, I created. Uh, Astalio, my um, alias, back in the day. Never really been released. Sounds like it should be on Streets of Rage. Yeah, yeah. Probably is one, kind of, one of those kind of songs. Yeah, man. I like it, though, or man. Oh, but yeah, yeah, or something like that, man. It's, it's kind of smooth, man. It's kind of smooth. Uh, Actually, you know what? Um, oh, man, you're real. kicking me out. Hello. They're kicking you out. Dude, you're still there, man. There's nothing happening here. Link, did you um, see the new, um, some new trailers been released? Yeah, I just it? got kicked out. I just got kicked out. <laughs> you got kicked out, dude, man. <laughs> what trailers for what? Did, did you watch, um, did you see the new um, Wonder Woman trailer? No, I did not. Oh no, man! Did you see? Hey, did you see the new Ghostbusters Why? trailer? Is it good. It, it looks really good. Yeah, but have um, you played Dauntless? Okay, stop. Hmm? Have y'all played Dauntless? Have y'all played Dauntless yet? No, man. Daunt- yeah, who? What? Uh-huh. Have y'all played Dauntless? What? All right, man. Y'all, you see, Please. y'all already have time for video games, dude. What is? What is? What? What? Are, okay, shed some light on us. Shed some light on it, please, because I don't know what Dauntless is. Dauntless, Dauntless is a free-to-play game for anything, and you can play together. And what you do is you have you have what's called Slayers, and you're on what's called the Shattered Isles. Mm-hmm. And there's monsters, and I mean big. They're called Bohemoths. It's like Horizon, and, uh, then. Sorry. Excuse me. What the what what what, what kind of uh, Avril Lavigne sounding? No, but you have to take on. <laughs> CD pop music, some American pop that music. Was, that that pop tunes. No, 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 no. We're not skipping right. over that. Forget, we're, we're that. forget Dauntless. Forget Dauntless. Forget Dauntless. Listen, I'm using my. All right, all right, all right. Listen, listen. Uh, all right. That was my mom's phone. I'm not. I've, I'm using oh. her phone, and I haven't changed anything. Oh, oh, okay. 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 Oh, so okay. the okay. 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 Okay.
Listen, right. listen. Picture if you will. Let me finish this. Picture this if you will. Right. That you're out that that you choose your slayer, what he looks like. You can you can make his face look however you want, give him a beard or her, whatever. And then you get to like get a big huge sword on your back. Looks kind of like Final Fantasy Freaking Seven, to be honest. Cloud's big sword. Or you could choose to use two blade looking hooks, or you could choose to use fists, or you could choose to use guns. But you still have to get up close a little bit and far away. It's kind of crazy. But anyway, you go and you everyone can team up and take on these huge, and I do mean huge, behemoths, man. And it, you can play with like four players online. Like it's crazy. And you can even do like other things. But it's just awesome. And you cut off body parts from it and you try taking <laughs> this thing down together. It's it's brutal. It's it's fun. Though I can't explain it, it's so much fun when you do this together. And I'm, I put on the headset and I start talking like, "Welcome to Dauntless. We are now <laughs> approaching Shattered Isles." <laughs> I'm already, saying people's names. If you're really into these online gaming, ahead, I'm not. Boy. I'm not really into this online gaming stuff. I don't know. I like the, you know, like I've been playing Shenmue lately. Sorry, so I just be out of your Yeah, room. yeah, I know, like, I, know about, I know about it, though. Uh, but I've been playing, like, Shenmue lately, and that's kind of like a, an intimate experience, and it's like you play on your own, you know, you go through and you do the journey, you know, and you meet people, and you get really close to the character, you know? You, know, and then, you can you know, play singly. You can take these monsters on alone. I do that, too. You, know, it's online you can game. take these monsters on alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know what? I usually don't play online games. I usually play The Legend of Zelda. That is the most awesome game that's not online. Because that's the influence of your Zelda. name, isn't it, really? Zelda. Link. Yeah. The yeah, link, link is... That is the link, yeah. dude. That is the link. I said to my friend that we did a that podcast with someone called crazy. Link, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this guy was like, yeah, man, that's the geezer off Matrix, isn't it? And he used the guy off Matrix as well. You know, the one who's the mixed race He's, guy who sat uh, down on the computer. The He's called Link as well. And I was like, no, it's not off that. It's off Zelda. He says, but Zelda's name Zelda. Oh, I'm pretty sure Zelda's yeah. name is Link. No, Zelda's... That's the thing. That's the funny thing, actually. Link can tell us this. Link, Zelda is not the name Zelda, of the boy, is it? listen. This is the thing. Zelda... Yes, the place. that's right. Zelda is the chick, okay? She's the princess. Oh, Zelda's the chick? Look, the I thought it was the place. place. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh. the place is Hyrule. The place is held in Hyrule. The hero is Link. That's why you've heard of Zelda 2, Link's Awakening. You know, things like this. It's all, you know, it's always called Zelda. Yeah. Did you know, did you know that? Stop, stop. Hold up. One second. True fact. True fact. Okay. True fact. True fact. True fact. Robin Williams. Did, did, did you know him? The guy who's yeah. genie yeah, yeah. and everything from Aladdin? His daughter is named Zelda because he loved The Legend of Zelda. Actually, I'm going to have a kid too. Maybe I call, I call her Zelda. I might call her Zelda, actually. Uh, I'll tell you, that, that, that's very spe- I'll tell you, that game is very special. Link, it's about a young kid who is, who is far over his, his, his fucking head, man. He's taking shits on the sides. That's what I love about this game right now, Dauntless. You're taking. Listen, my man don't know about problems. Have you ever met Harry Potter? 
Man, man, ain't even reach puberty. My man, man's still pissed in the bed. You know how many Zelda fans there are out there. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Listen to me, horseman. You man. don't even know how many Zelda fans there are out there. I swear to God, millions of sure. Like, yeah, Listen, man, have you ever met a Dementor? Have you ever met a Dementor? Huh? You don't know about Dementors, bro. Uh, no, 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 wait no, there. Hold on a minute. Uh, breakfast no, up in the morning. You're trying to have your alphabet spaghetti, and next thing you know, you're flipping up into you. You're flipping spells and shit, man. I'm just trying to figure out those side. Wait there. Zelda's a game and Harry Potter's a book. Well, Harry Potter's a film as well and Harry Potter's, you know, to some people it's it's true, man. Like that. Is it I'm true? It's like Star Trek, bro. When you get to a certain level of fandom, it's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hold on. Let's say that shit's true. What do you mean Spider-Man and Moon? Let's take your eyes out for that start, shit, bro. start assigning each other schools now. I mean, Dumbledore and it gets a slivering. Yeah, man. Yeah. Actually, I remember going out. Uh, I remember I when we was little. Guys, that was like, you know, I remember when we was little, and I remember coming to your house. Your sisters, I remember your sisters being mad Harry Potter fans, innit? Yeah, they're still telling up. us. These are telling us, oh, what school are you part of? And I was looking at them like, yeah, uh, they still are. I got to, <laughs> to, like, to Shyland High, man. No, no, yeah. what school? Harry Potter school. I was like, uh, Harry Potter? Yeah, man. Hello, I didn't have a clue, dude. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Hello, know, know, hello, hello, Harry. Let's <laughs> <laughs> move in swiftly. I'm what we got today. What we're talking about today? Well, I'm trying to. I'm actually trying to like blend this in. Well, hold on, so hold on, hold on. So there we go. We've got the music. Come on, Harry. Now you'll be happy. Now you'll be happy. Now we've got the music, which suggests we're going into our first topic. Actually, no. You know, actually saying that before we go into our topic, I want to talk about. Um, you know this. Um, uh, video I sent you guys today and let me describe uh-huh. it for the, the listeners because they probably don't know There's a, there was a video going around today on Twitter it's basically three black guys sitting in a circular formation standing in a circular formation and for yeah. some reason they think it would be I don't know what game they're playing but it's interesting to slap each other's head <laughs> oh yes <isn't> it? <laughs> and I'm looking at this and, I think, and then I roll obviously I was like guess these were the prototype yeah. slaves because I was thinking to <laughs> myself basically they must have been, you know, can you imagine, you know, the white, the white, the Spanish or whatever, pull up on the African shores and yeah. look around and they've taken the breath of the fresh, you know, fresh, the breathing some of the fresh African air. And they look left and then they see all this beauty, you know, the, the green, you know, monkeys in the trees, the, the tree, you know, everything's like the sea, you know, the beach. And they look to the right and they see three black Three black African dudes slapping each other's head, taking turns and slapping each other's head, and they must have thought to themselves, oh, <laughs> We can use these guys, <laughs> we can use <laughs> these guys. Yo, unbelievable, man. The thing is, though, if you look to places, I don't even know if it's in America, but I know they certainly do it in Russia. Yeah, in Russia, they're like, <laughs> nah, um, listen, 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 listen. I'm on about like they do the same thing, but these people are look like bloody world's strongest men. Yeah, they yeah. Their hands and slap <laughs> each other in the face until one of them's knocked out. Yeah, one of them I saw, I saw <laughs> one geezer. I saw one. I don't know if I sent you that video. That one dude looking like a demon and that. 
and he, and he slapped the great dude like this. This obviously the world's best face slapping dude. I don't know what to call it. Yeah, but this geezer yeah. is powerful when he slaps you. It's like a gunshot. It's like whoosh, whoosh. and this geezer had this demon guy and he hit him. He's like whoosh. like he's doing the flinch and it. The geezer, the world, the world, the world, um, the world class face slapper didn't even flinch. And everyone kind of looked. You looked at all the reactions. People in the background were like, "Oh, he's dead now. Oh, he's asked for it, man." This geezer slapped him. Yo, he slapped him so hard. Yo, his hat flew off. <laughs> And he just dropped. Just went, <laughs> and all this dust, you know, all this dust flew off his head. I was like, oh my God, he slapped the dust off his head. And his hat flew off too. Yo, <laughs> that was crazy, man. That was yeah, really... Man, um, so maybe, maybe they were the prototypes. <laughs> they were probably the prototypes, yeah. Maybe, maybe the word had got spread around, man, and so got to Africa. Yeah, well, and actually don't wear that. Now, maybe what happened... Maybe they saw the African, the Russian people were the first people in Africa. They saw the African dudes. And instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to slave them, we're going to take that game and make it big in Russia. <laughs> they took, yeah, yeah. They took the game and made it big in Russia. That's exactly what happened, man. That, it, man. So, so really, they were the proper types. And they have everyone stealing another black, what do you call it? Um, cultural. Um, yeah, man. What's the word? When they steal the cultural. Oh, I forgot the word, man. Cultural appropriation. There we are again, guys. Cultural oh, okay. appropriation and stealing our games, stealing our yeah, ideas. Man. This is what I'm saying. We needed to have got a patent on that before we before we let that go out to Russia and subcontracted that shit out, man. Mm. That's not good. It's what I said. It's the, the, the stripping of Africa, taking our slapping out, slapping each other Dude, in the face man. games now, man. What else have we got left, man? <laughs> next, <laughs> what are they going to take next, man? <laughs> actually, you know what? Next? Saying that. Sorry to cut you off, Sai. You know, we was talking about video games a minute ago, and that was actually one of the topics. I'm actually saying that. I keep, get, I keep getting kicked out. I keep getting Take kicked out. Take the hint, brother. Take the hint. Dude, just, you know what? Look, look, hey, Link, Link, you know what you do? If you get kicked out, when you come back in, just try and find a bit where you can jump in, okay, into the conversation. Try and catch up with us, okay? That's the best thing to do. It doesn't really sound good when you keep saying, I keep getting kicked out, keep getting... That doesn't sound good. Anyway... So, what are you still in now, Link? No, he's I'm going to take that as a no. Yeah, I'll take that as a no. Anyway, uh, so, sorry. Yeah. What, oh, he's, yeah, he's in. It's kind of like a slow delay. Um, we were talking about Zelda, which was a video game, of course, and then Dauntless. That was actually one of the topics of discussion today, man. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about violence in games and, and, like, and especially not just games, but porn and how it's affecting our youth. Do you know what I mean? Because, um, obviously... Because of the, the, like the, the recent shootings that have been going on, a lot of people are quick to say, "Yeah, remember back in the um, the nineties, it was like, oh, it's hip hop music, and people listen to hip hop music." Yeah, the Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah, and then those, yeah, exactly. Remember that the, the very first ones with the little monks. I remember you used to play at your house, actually, in the Harry Christians. You used to show me at the Harry Christians dancing. You used to yeah, shoot. Yeah. So then you got um. So basically, you got people like always looking to latch on stuff. Yeah, it's because this man. Too many people are doing this. Uh, playing video games and, and, and now they they become more violent because of video games. Do you think that's something that's actually credible? Do you think that's bullcrap? I think 100% it's credible. I think what it's come down to is accessibility. If you think about it now, like when we were younger and porn was around when we were young, it was just in paid form rather than being on a computer, you know, being a magazine, everyone had done a mucky magazine or, mm-hmm. you know, you might find some toys or some old photos or something. Can I tell you my first experience with anything pornography was when I was a young lad and I lived in Chardin and some people had moved out of the house 
and mm-hmm. um, basically they'd left the, the but you could get in basically and we was curious kids we knew the house was derelict and um, we come in through the, through the back window of the house and there was a box which was up against the front door mm-hmm. and we opened this box and lo and behold there was literally thousands of mucky photographs like oh. which must have been the couple with different couples and different people <laughs> like the immature kids we were we took the box out on the street and we literally scattered the photographs all over the place really uh, yeah <laughs> and the couple came back later that night and i took oh, them out on and gave them to my stepdad and said look at these and he was like what, what do you do though <laughs> he's like this what do you do with those i'll look after them <laughs> yeah exactly pretty much that <laughs> pretty much <laughs> and then disappeared into the bathroom for some considerable amount of time yeah, of course carried a big arm and that like big massive <laughs> bicep <laughs> and then <laughs> which actually oh my lord you do that. that's going to lead me on to another story that you've got to let me get out in a bit which i'll tell you about in a little bit but that's even a more fantastic story about something confounding child and okay. make sure that i come back to that that is an amazing story but um, accessibility, I think what it is now, like, we might have come across a dirty magazine as a kid, especially remember when you, what, who was putting these things in a park? You know, you're walking through a park and you get two pages, sticky pages of a dirty magazine or whatever, oh, I think that hanging was out just... of a bush. You know what I mean? Like, that was some guy who couldn't take a mucky magazine home to his wife. No, you know what that was? You know what that was? That's your day, today's pop-ups, dude. That's today's pop-ups <laughs> on, on web pages. When you go to a web page, it just pops up. Who is dashing these things? It's just, you know, it's the same people it is. It's the same people who leave a shoe in the middle of the road, man. Just <laughs> <laughs> a wet shoe. shoe. <laughs> was a shoe. I seen a really nice Reebok the other day, black. It looked like a brand new Reebok and that in the middle of the road. Mm. Oh, where's the other one? You know, I might even take them. <laughs> like, where, yeah. Where's the other one? You know, I mean, I'm looking around for this next shoe. And I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, this is the pissed up geezer, man, who's gone home. Like smashed up out of his head and lost his shoe and carried on walking and didn't even realise till the next morning. <laughs> Let's hope he finds his shoe. But um, oh, sorry, getting back onto the point. Now it's it's not like that where you might come across a mucky magazine and that you can have a twelve-year-old who's going onto the computer. I don't think a lot of parents have child locks on the phone. I don't think a lot. Of nah, parents, I don't either. A lot of parents are not watching what the kids are doing. That's not true. But there's different ways a kid can access stuff these days. They only have to have a smartphone. And unless the parents even savvy enough to know what's out there and what they can access and know that they should have child protection on there in the first place, a lot of these kids can just go straight onto Pornhub and onto these different things and see them for themselves. And I think there's a lot of unregulated content up online. So do you think that encourages our youth to basically say, okay, you know what, we want to have sex earlier and stuff and we want to try all this stuff that people are doing? Because... I don't know it if this takes a... away the, the, the sorry to cut you, it just takes away the the, the mystery. To, I remember being 13 and 12, or whatever, and being clueless about a lot of sexual things. You mm. know, what I mean, being absolutely clueless. I remember being 10 and 11 and literally didn't know the mechanics of sex at all. You mm. know, so that I don't think he's there anymore. I think we naturally, as humans and as people, we've got that curiosity, so we'll find out as much as we can about anything that seems to be talked about you know like so you got these kids that are brought up in i don't know a racist family and they're sprouting racist you know sort of rhetoric from a young age and they know how to do all the moves or you could be completely the other way if you go to an african village they'll have a village dance for every kind of occasion and you'll see the two three-year-old doing the dance perfectly alongside yeah. with the 11 and 12 year olds we see things and we follow things and we try to discover what is naturally 
in our realm, things that are being talked about, things that, I mean, so you'll have a 10 year old who talk about LGBT uh, uh, things these days where if you go back 10 years, no 10 year old or 11 year old is talking about LGBT um, yeah. issues. It's just what's become the narrative on TV, in public, what people are naturally talking about. And kids are conditioned now to know about sex at a younger age. It's getting talked about in schools at a younger age. Kids, are, you know, it only takes one kid to come into school. And imagine this is a young person bringing the porn magazine into school when you're nine or ten years old. It's not going to happen. But now a kid only need bring his phone into school. And on yeah. break time, he can... You know, show, oh, look at this, and put porn up on and show all his mates. Educate his whole friends and stuff. <laughs> exactly, but that it's can happen in one, one foul swoop. Yeah. And then those kids can go home and they can access this stuff. So I think it comes down to parenting, a lot of it. But it also is about the, like the, whole, the whole conversation in general. I think it's all about accessibility because you could have a really strict parent, but that one kid might have permission to go and stay at his mate's house and they might have lax parents. You know, or it just depends these days on what sort of the society we're trying to build. It's, it's, it's going to depend a lot on what what education the parents have, because the technology and kids general sort of um, it's not acceptance. It's their ability to use social media and to navigate computers. And they're in this technical technological age. The parents almost have to catch up with that plus the speed that the stuff comes out and you know there's always something new for these kids to be accessing something that shouldn't be there and the perfect example of that without going on too long on the point mm-hmm. is don't you remember this kind of skating where this this it was almost like not sore but like these these kids were logging on to stuff like Peppa Pig and then something was popping them up and telling them to, to yeah, kill, each other. Kill, yeah. kill each other and that I mean, the Momo's of the Momo, Momo challenge. Yes, the so Momo challenge. So this Momo challenge was like something that was big and affecting a lot of children, and to the point where some kids had died. And this had happened within a very short space of time, and parents didn't latch onto this until things started happening. Yeah, until you know, so, hand in it. because it, a lot of it was like you don't tell your mum, and you're putting it on stuff like Peppa Pig, and they were showing Peppa Pig like chopping somebody's head off, and you know it was ridiculous, you know, and. It's just like, wow, is this the world we're living in now? But you better believe it is. So you better educate it, you know, especially with yourself. You've got young children. Yeah. You have to sure. start thinking about what it is that they're going to. Because I bet you your kids can navigate YouTube. I bet they yeah, sure. put something on the but TV. I put, um, and, and how old are they? Like, they're like, what, five and three or something? Six, like that. six like, and three. Yeah, yeah, five and three. Yeah, exactly. I mean? That sort of age. So, like, it's ridiculous that these kids are technologically advanced. They are coming to a world where this is the norm. We've got to get out of this mentality. Like they know values like we did as a child because they're not going to play with a stick. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to lick a battery. They're going to go online and they're going to navigate the technological, you know, world and they're going to go and see what's out there. So you need to put up the gate and the safeguards and everything to stop them from being accessing them things. And I'd even think about, you know, I'll be honest, if I was a parent these days, I'd actually think about homeschooling. Yeah, well, I mean, too much out there now. It's, exposure to stuff we don't want them to see. It's it's actually really difficult um, for me to actually. Uh, I I put you a YouTube kid out. Um, it's called YouTube Kids for the kids, and so it's a lot more yeah. governed. So anything yeah. on YouTube Kids is basically been screened, and you know, basically said, yeah, this is perfect for kids. 
it's got no violence in there or whatever, you know, what is violence, man? Remember, remember Bugs Bunny and that? Yeah, <laughs> Daffy yeah. Duck and Coyote and the Roadrunner. Dude, yeah, these, these, they, were, they, were, they were violent. They were violent, but, you know, um, YouTube Kids actually the way to go if you want, like, if you allow your kids to watch that sort of stuff. Um, you don't want to watch normally because I used to have my daughter watch the normal YouTube and I realised when it, like, obviously it's an autoplay, so you're going mm. to one thing and then you click onto another thing. There's these really annoying chicks on there. And you want to watch the thing now. And you're like, oh, oh God, no. Man. You're like, no, no. What is that? What is that? And, you know, I don't, oh, I want to listen to this. I want to listen to this. She's like, no, 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 no. I ain't listening to the whiny American yeah. brats talking about rubbish or acting. I no, 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 no. That's one of the things that really bother me. You know, the one I, I, I really don't mind an American accent. I know there's plenty of accents around, like um, regional accents, but the one thing I cannot stand is that typical high school teenage girl with yeah. the upwards inflection at the end of every sentence. <laughs> it's like, so I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And it's like, well, I, I hate that shit, man. <laughs> I hate that shit. I'm sorry, man. I couldn't strangle that girl there, man. Like, I would happily serve time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, man. yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. It's kind of weird. Like, uh, there's, it's, there's so much, like, not even just porn, but sexual advertisements going around. So, like, for example, I live in Germany, as you know, and mm-hmm. you live in England. We have a, well, well, not we, but the Germans have a different outlook on porn. Like, you, you know, you can go into Absolutely. pretty much any shop and you'll see on the top shelf naked magazines. So not necessarily on the top shelf when I live there as well. Well, yeah, even lower, lower. But, you know, it's like also then you have like these big sex shops and stuff around and you've got these red lights districts and people are quite, they're exposed to it quite quickly. You know, it doesn't take long before you expose all this. Yeah. I think that's actually a positive thing in a way though. I think it, like in England, everyone's kind of like it's not a taboo society. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. That's what, what England is. is there's it? a completely different rationale in Germany. And the reason why I say that is obviously I've lived in both places as well. And you have obviously. Mm. So you'll know that in England, it was kind of funny as a kid to look up at the top shelf when you went in the newsagents. It was almost like a snigger kind of thing. You can see a bit of Playboy. Yeah. Um, if, the, if the shopkeeper will let you, know, you know, obviously you can't pull the magazine down. But I mean, you could see these kind of things there. That was back in our day. In Germany, around the same time, I remember seeing what would be like your TV guide for the week and everything in your TV magazine, and there'd be a woman with her boobs out, and that'd be on the bottom shelf next to your newspapers. So yeah. it really is normal. And the things you see on TV, you'll see boobs on a Saturday afternoon or something. And I don't know if it's the same now, but it really wasn't a thing. So then it's the same almost like in Finland and places like, or you know, some parts of the states where you'll be driving at the age of fifteen. You know, fifteen-year-olds yeah. over there, it's normal. If you put a 15 year if you lowered the age of 50, driving to 15 in England, you'd have a load of idiots on the road because yeah. they're not mature enough then to make that jump. It's got to be almost like part of your culture. And the English culture is at the moment, and you know, even though, you know, there's a lot of people who are out there, you know, it's still almost like hidden, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like we're allowed to be freaks, but we don't want to tell anybody about it because we've got to be prim and proper. And, and sex is a taboo subject. It doesn't matter on what level you're talking about. It's still a taboo subject in the UK. Yeah. Just a naked in body, isn't it? Yeah, just, just that acceptance that we're just all sexual beings. Yeah. You, know, you don't have the it. FKK culture, which is basically, the they call it the Freikopper culture, which is mm-hmm. um, the free body culture, uh, where mm-hmm. you're basically allowed to walk around naked in certain areas, you know what I mean? Just walk around naked. So there's all these people walk around naked or naked beaches and stuff. You don't have that 
in England and such. I'm sure you probably do somewhere. You do have yeah. some nudie. You do have some, some nudie speeches. So there are some. But yeah. I mean, like in general, that's what I'm saying. It'll be very hidden away, like yeah. um, sexuality and nakedness and this kind of um, this normalization of, of just being, you know, accepting that you know we all have sex, we all enjoy sex. It's almost like it's hidden away. Like there's plenty of sexualized music videos and stuff like that to sort of influence people. But like, if you we're talking, if you're gonna have sex conversations, I mean, they have programs on there like called Naked Attraction, where literally there's people naked on TV. I'm not saying that it's every person in this country, but as a as a whole, England is still kind of a bit backwards in that sense. They're not as free and liberal as they are, say, in Germany, or they are in Holland, or they are in the States, or a lot of other places. In fact, I'd still argue that parts of the States is very conservative as well. Yeah, it depends so, on where. Yeah, like I say, if you're going to go to, you know, California or LA or something like that, maybe it's going to be a bit more free. But, you know, if you're going to go down south and, and stuff like that, I'm sure it's a lot different in Louisiana and places like that. There are really black people down there. Yeah, black people. Yeah, Louisiana, yeah. That's true, yeah. That's true, yeah. And all these things, man. But remember, they're just put in different places. You know, they're yeah. just in the poor areas. But no. where, what's happened to Link, man? Is he, is, he, is he dropped out completely? I don't know. I've actually sent him a message to find out what's going on with him because he's still, he's still in, as far as I okay. can see, but I just... Well, I reckon we can talk about something else. Yeah, well, now what was, I'm uh, here. Oh, here he is. Now I'm here. Now I'm here. You're back. Welcome. Is it because he was back. talking to us? Where you got first, man? Uh, Where you got first while you're here? I'm, no, I'm... Oh, he's gone again. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just listening. I'm not trying to just cut anyone off. I'm always coming in at the end. I don't even know what you're... Um, I mean, something was happening, but now nothing's happening. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gone again. Uh, anyway, yeah, so actually, but what I was going to say, just to round this subject off a little bit, uh, I mean, we barely touched the surface, but... Uh, what, what I realized that as I reflect on as well, because like me being in Germany, I'm always like, I'm always looking around left and right. I'm like, man, there's pedophiles everywhere. There's pedophiles everywhere. And the German people look at me like, what's wrong with you, man? And I'm like, yeah, everyone's looking at my kids. Everyone's looking at the kids. And I realized that's, a, that's another British thing, man, that I took with me coming to Germany because people are like, not everyone's a pedophile. That's you British people, you idiots. Because you think yeah. everyone's a pedophile. I'm like, yeah, but people are looking at kids. And like, yeah, they are, but not everybody. And, you know, like in England, you talk ba basically, watch every guy older than 40 because he's out to look at your baby kid, your baby girls or whatever, your baby boys, you know. There's a lot of scare culture in general. I think about a lot of things. In England, but yeah, man, lot, definitely. A lot of things, and I think some things are actually warranted in the UK, not so much um, the, ki the kids thing, because the one protection that we do have in this country, and I don't know if you have it in Germany, is that, you know, if you are, a concerned parent then you are allowed to find out what registered paedophiles and sex offenders there are in your area and yeah. you get to see them identify them by photo and stuff like that um it is protected pedophiles to need to die pedophiles need to die absolutely man i mean like absolutely but i don't know if you have anything similar you could tell me link do you have anything in the u.s where you're allowed to look at a register and see who which paedophiles are in your area be great if you could just answer actually the the funny thing is there's actually they, they actually have something here in america where when you can actually if you are a, a registered sex offender the people in your community can know about it 
or have yeah. to know about it? Or is it like, you know, you have to find out? Do you get notified or do they, you know, do you just kind of like, okay, I think you, it's strange. You can, you can, they have the, no, you just have to find out on the computer. You can go on, you can go on computer or do whatever. And I don't know exactly. I've never looked, but uh, I'm just saying that the way it needs to be done is they need to, that if you've been a pedophile or being, they need, there needs to be a gladiator ring. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 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 Are you thinking it's some extreme, dog. dude? <laughs> no, ain't no extreme. That's the real shit, man. They fucking do all these snuff films and stuff with kids and stuff. And law, nah, man, put them right in the ring for our entertainment. <laughs> you know how much money that is? And kids can't watch. All that money goes to the hungry kids. It's genius. It's ES killing. That's right. Uh, hit the right music. Bro, I got something. I got something here. Let's get the music on. Uh, oh, no, no, no. One sec. Let me get this on, man. So I tried to. I'm trying to. What the hell, man? Oh, I love this stream. It's nice, man. It's nice. It's like, you know, you got old, old Rihanna. We've got to get on the show one day, man. Eddie Luna. Yeah. Wait, is her name Luna or Rihanna? What is her name, man? Eddie, man. Just call her Eddie. Who does Rihanna? That's a, that's a real name. Eddie Luna, stage name. What the? Oh. Yeah, man. Anyway, there's two things that I wanted to talk about, that, but I want to, I want to, I do want to split them because I think they're both really important things, and I only got one this afternoon, so I don't know if you've had a chance to look at these guys. The first one I want to talk about, and I, I mentioned it, I think last week, uh, is the use of the N word. Oh yes, yes. Yes, the use of the N word because. I've been watching a few different things and I've been having a good think about this as well. And I'm just thinking, look, man, we, it's outdated now. I, used, I remember calling my friends the N-word all the time in, in general chit-chat and I haven't done in many years. I don't think anyway. So I feel like there's no use to it for it. Am I really offended when black people call it me? Not particularly, but do I think... Shut up, fucking nigger, Fucking tire, you nigger. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all, right, all right, let me just finish my point, though. But what I'm saying is that I don't feel there's any place for it, really, any need for it, but I'm not particularly offended. But the reason I bring it up is because, um, once again, like I say, I said this last week, a friend said to me, uh, and I don't think we answered it properly, why can't white people call black people the N-word? And I don't think we quite got it, so I wanted to know what your opinion of that would be. Still, um, Al Stalio and, and Link as well, seems he don't seem to worry about it too much. What are your opinions? Well, I'll go quickly. Um, I think there's no place for the N-word. And even the fact that like black people call each other, that is stupid. And the problem with that is it gives license. That's what most like Europeans or white folks will try and say. It gives them license for them to be allowed to say too. Because they're like, Yo, you know, I've got people who say it to me, especially in Germany, they're like, yeah, oh, you guys always say nigger to each other, so why is it not okay for me to say it to you too? Like, yeah, because the context, the way you guys it's say still it. still got that negative connotation to it. Yeah, it's still yeah. got the sting in the tail. Because yeah. that's what a lot of people argue. It's got no sting in the tail anymore because it's been so trivialized and normalized by everybody else, including the black community. Mm. Is it, has it got the same offensive like say connotations as it used to have when it was directed at them in, in a really bad term or is it just now has it become a greeting you know well the way i look at it is i'm like basically uh i had to school one of my friends i was like look 
you know, if you feel like you, because he's like, you know, he, want, he really wants to say, you know, he's no keys, he got his wife on, because just really, really want to say, you like, they're itching to say, it, they're like shaking in front of you, like flipping quagmire from Family Cry, giggity. And you're like, yo, you're like, look, listen, listen, okay, if you say it, you got to say it with, with a, you know, with a love. Yeah, well, with a love. So I was like, look, if you just say, yo, uh, oh man, nigga, you know, or whatever. That's not good, man. But if you're like, yo, there's my nigga over there. This is good. You know, that's my like, nigga. Hey, nigga. What the fuck you doing, nigga? See, this, is, this is not good. See, yeah, this is an example. That's not my kind of that's right, right. Listen, what's up, my nigga? That's I, more I, like, you know, get out of my town, nigga. That's what I'm like. Can I, can I, let me do the examples. Let me, let me okay. do the, let me, let me, let me do the examples. What not to do. My okay. niggers, you listen to me. You're going to do what I say. <laughs> what to do. What's up, my nigga? Exactly. And this is what I'm saying. You hear the difference. One of the sounds. It's not cool anyway. It's, <laughs> it's not, not cool. cool. Anyway, but if you're going to say it, then say it in a, in a kind of a love way. Don't be hateful with it. Don't be trying to be authoritarian with it. Be like, right. yeah, man, yo, I love my niggas, man. I love niggas, man. They're good people. You know what I mean? That's cool, man. But you start saying, I hate niggas and all these stupid niggas is dark in here, you know? <laughs> then it doesn't sound good anymore. It doesn't sound good. But uh, okay. the N-word needs okay. to be, be uh, disowned to me. Okay. I think we wrapped it up. The reason I wanted to cut this in half and that, because I think I need the time for this. I don't, know if it, oh, I don't think Link would have had a chance to see this thing that I sent you because I don't know if you've sent it to him. Right, so this is guy who's a governor in the US. I don't know if you know about him. I think his name's Matt Bevan. Do you know anything about this guy, Link? 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 Are you there? Okay, so I'm going to carry on while we... Matt Bevan? Uh, no. no. Okay, I think his name's Matt yeah, Bevan. Yeah, I'm here. I, I got... Uh, uh, if you can try and get it off. So he's a governor in the United States, yeah. <clears throat> who's just leaving office here, yeah, who's actually voted out. Trump tried to actually help him, actually. And, uh, uh, thank you. And he was... Um, Devlin or Devlin? Bevan, B-E-V-A-N. So this guy, he was... Just put Governor Bevan. So this guy... Oh, Kentucky. Actually, yeah, he lost the Kentucky uh, primary, so he, he ended up losing to a Democrat down there. Uh, but before he leaves office, before he left office, he decided that he was going to do some pardons. So if you put in uh, Bevan pardons. Yeah, yeah he says he did 660. Yeah, he did 660 pardons. Not all at the end, but he did a lot just before he left office. And do you want to read out the kind of people that he's let out? Have you heard about the people that he's let out? So one of them is a convicted child molester and rapist who only served 23 months of his sentence out of a 25-year sentence or something, or 32-year sentence. And he'd been in jail so he hadn't been there long enough to even start his sex education program, and he was let out. Uh, he also let out a, a child killer. He let out, um, yeah, he let out um, a, 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 a serial killer, and all these things. So I want purpose. Is some purpose or what? Absolutely. His actual comments was. I am so proud of my decision that there's not one of these people who I would have who I've pardoned who I wouldn't allow myself and my family to sit and have dinner with. I have to have sit and have dinner with them after this. <laughs> have you got any, anything about it? Because I'd love yeah, to I'm, read I'm, read, I'm, reading, I'm reading some. Uh, they have to leave in office. The former Kentucky governor, Kentucky, Kentucky governor, 
Matt Bevin is facing widespread backlash and calls for an investigation following a number of controversial pardons of violent offenders on his way out of office. Pardons traditionally at the end of government's turn, and most of the Republicans more than well, 400 pardons were for drug offences, but a number of pardons were for practically violent, no, particularly, I can't, can't particularly. Particularly, particularly, you know, it's really how we speak in particular, German all the time. To say particular, and yeah, then particularly, yeah, particularly violent crimes like a woman who gave birth in a flea market, porta potty, and dumped her newborn baby into the toilet septic tank. Into the toilet septic tank. A man who hired a hitman to murder his business to murder his business partner in front of his family. A man convicted of beheading a woman and stuffing her body into a 55-gallon drum. A man convicted last year of raping a nine-year-old child. A man convicted in a home, in a home invasion homicide whose brother hosted the fundraiser for the governor last year. In the last case, Patrick ba Baker was pardoned just two years into his 19-year sentence for an incident in which he and several other impersonated law enforcement officers to gain entry to entry to a home before shooting and killing the man inside. Two others, two others in prison for the crime were not pardoned, despite prosecutors saying that Baker was the one who pulled the trigger. Whoa, this guy no, come crazy. on. That's why I had to get this in now. I had to get that in. What do you think about this, man? I mean, they're trying to they're trying to justify this and this isn't a republican or democrat thing by the way this could be a democrat letting this person out and I'm, there's plenty the one thing i have learned when it comes to local politics in america it's this isn't about a trump thing or not there's so much stuff yeah there's this thing called philip austin in it which is a a thing where basically politicians run down the clock on really important decisions that have to be made so there's a, there's a senior one happening now in, in, with republicans uh, which is um a guy called mitch mcconnell who's stopping legislation in america and mm -hmm. being even heard on the on the floor of the senate because it's it's it, there's one for like minimum right, uh, wage rise for for people there's other ones to bring down uh, drug prices and everything like that and he won't put them on the floor there's others to put controls him for gun regulations and he won't allow it to be heard he can choose what's heard on, on the senate floor so he'll just put all the bills around it and he just won't touch that one at all and you can do a thing called philip boston where basically you have to get a majority vote on things and some people can deliberately store their vote until it runs out of time and then it basically it's not dealt with on the on the floor so there's a lot of this sort of stuff um just, um so yeah it's, it's one of them things anyway um but in general, like you look at this kind of what I would call looking at this guy's case, I would call this corruption. You know, what one of these guys, and I don't know if you mentioned it there, uh, but there was a there's a child, there was a I think it was a young killer who killed obviously killed somebody if he killed his girlfriend or something, I can't remember. Um, but basically his parents had made twenty thousand pounds worth of um don't campaign do donations um to this politician. Mm -hmm. And this politician happens to give this guy a pardon. So, like, it raises a lot of eyebrows about some of the um, in-dealing going on in politics, not just in America, because I'm sure this stuff happens in the UK and elsewhere. But, I mean, like, what do you think would have to happen to this guy? I mean, like, do you think now, even though he's leaving office, should he be dragged in front of a court? Should he be, should he be questioned in front of Congress or the Senate? Or should he be 
should he be locked up for some of these, you know, should these people be rounded up again and put back in prison? And, you know, awaiting the judge, another judge, because somebody could end up dying as a result of these 400, someone 500, will, 600 people being let out of jail, surely. Someone will end up dying with the, if you look at the list of some of the stuff that these people did, man, they're, they're all killers. They're all killers. I mean, does that story shock people like us these days? I mean, like, oh, no, he doesn't because we're. And I wasn't. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, what does that say about the uh, we're, we're softened to it now, and it we, we expect, especially like in especially in America, man, across the seas, we expect to hear stuff like this. Yeah, you know, we expect to hear that someone did some, someone shot up a school, kids, you know, some kid, yeah. teenager went crazy and killed 30 of his schoolmates. We expect to hear this now in America, so this is just like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. This is like a br- most of the populace, except our friend Link. There is is quite behind gun reform. In fact, no, I'm going to take that back actually because we had a better conversation. That's wrong of me to say that. Actually, me and Link did have a conversation when he said he's not actually against all kind of um, gun reform. He's against basically, you know, people have it for a protection of say if government suddenly become like turn on their people. So like people are entitled to guns. And when I talked about having certain like uh, heavy set artillery in their house kind of thing or and maybe you've got a mental background you know problems then he did actually concede now there should be some kind of checks but like obviously the the, the depth for that i don't know his, his opinion on it um but with this guy here like this this stomach's gonna happen man with the amount of people that he's let out something he's got to be happen, ha- happening i think these these people need to be rounded up and put back in jail and i think somebody else needs to, to assess this if these are the people he wanted to release, I reckon somebody else should do it by a case-by-case individual basis. Yeah. I'll tell you what makes me nervous here. There's this guy, Mikai Scholtel, or whatever his name is. He was convicted last year of raping a nine-year-old. What's, what's scary about this is he's not only free, but he doesn't have to register as a sex offender. And he doesn't oh, yeah. Tag. These are actual full pardons. These are full pardons to everybody. They, they were like basically their, their career. Well, not career, but their, their records. Uh, I was like, <clears throat> I had to say, yeah, I guess that's all you have to say, dude. <laughs> yeah, comes all like I got to say oh, is if they're really sex offenders, they deserve to die. <laughs> and on that note, I mean... Absolutely. Absolutely. On that note, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, this guy, do you know what he reminds you of? You know them pop up things that you know they call it whack a mole in America. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it reminds me of whack a mole, like his head pops up out of the up, out of the precipice, and it's up for just long enough for you to whack him back down, and he's gone again. <laughs> yeah, it's like he better start work, like, working out on sound, working out sound bites that are literally wow. two seconds long. Okay, I'm out of here. I will talk to you guys, horsemen, later. Why does he sound all Much slow? love and peace to all. You did it on purpose. I don't know because this thing is acting weird. Oh, now you can hear us. Not doing oh. well. It keeps cutting off. Oh, now look. The moment he's like, "I'm leaving." It's it's good. Do that. Do that. Do that. That's what you need to keep doing. Whatever you do now, do that. Whatever. I'm out here. No. This guy, I I'm keep sure doing this and then I keep getting cut off when I'm talking. Oh, okay. That's what it is. You need to get your hamster to pedal faster, man. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay. I don't know what's going on. What? Uh, what? What? this is kind of a delay so when you say something we say something to you is like what <laughs> like, what is going on yeah i don't know man <laughs> all right man you know what um yeah i don't I'm, like i said <laughs> Just go back up to this Matt guy, man. This uh, this uh, Bevan guy is made. Matt a, Bevan guy. He's made a bad Link, mistake. do you know about Matt Bevan? Link, do you know about Matt Bevan? Anyway, yeah, I'll be blessed. Yeah, yeah I'll be I'll blessed. Be blessed. Do you know about Matt Bevan? Hello, Link. Governor Kentucky. I guess if I get regional news in America, yeah, I think if we wait here long enough, he'll answer. They get fake news in America. I know that. I well, not even fake news, but you know, it's all regional. Like where actually, where... there's only Fox News that's fake news. Sorry, any Fox viewers, man. But geez, that take that that station. You can tell it's owned by Disney. Yeah, it's all fantasy. It's all fantasy. It's all fantasy, man. Oh my lord, man! Killing it. Um, yeah. yeah, but this this bat um, Mac guy has made a big mistake, man, and he needs to be uh... jailed. Yeah, he needs definitely something needs to be done with him, man. Because some backdoor dealings going, they need to be checking out I any mean, kind of potential yeah. conflicts of interest in the people that he's um he's bailed. It's if you've got people giving significant campaign donations to his cause um, during a re-election for this for next year, and is these are the people that he's bailing out and everything, their family, then something really needs to be done. Um, there's a lot of talk in the states already about what's called super PACs. I don't know if I mentioned this briefly last week, where mm-hmm. we're talking about now the influence of corporations that are lobbying politicians and basically setting the standards and also setting legis- uh, legislation in front of uh, in for politicians. So sometimes they literally have statements that are prepared for them, and they go into the Senate or they go into the Congress and literally read what these big oil companies or what these big pharmaceutical companies or these rifle association people are telling them to say. And at a lower level, when people are going for elections, they can choose to take individual small donations and raise a certain amount that way uh, because mm-hmm. they have to raise a certain amount. I think it's £400,000 unless that's for a presidential challenge, but I think it's a lot more than that. Um, so I think it's £400,000 for local Congress. Um, that they have to raise and they have these things called super PACs where it's where corporations will sort of club together and they'll sponsor people sometimes up to like you know thousands or hundreds of thousands of pounds or they'll give them free advertising or free something so there's a lot of that's got to be done because if this guy <clears throat> even though he's stepping down it doesn't mean that he didn't take a deal to be financially enriched by this and it sounds very very ominous not even at the least. In fact, I'm going to retract that. It's not ominous. It sounds deliberate and it sounds dangerous and it sounds sickening to hear that a guy will let out child killers and rapists before they've even started their sexual education programs where they're serving 23 months of a 30-odd year sentence and you're pardoning and actually coming out with comments that you would happily have these people by your family. There's no, I'm sorry, there's no chance of reform for a predator like that. There's absolutely none, and that's without even looking at the individual. Are you still there, dude? Yeah, man, I'm still there. I'm still there. I'll just drop Okay. Yeah, so, I don't like, know. It's true, isn't it? Yeah, I think there's... Uh, 
dude, <laughs> I'm lost for word, man. When I look at some of this stuff, man, and the people have let free. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's eye-opening, man, really. It's eye-opening. Um, oh, I don't know, man. There's a lot to think about when you're looking at cases like this. You know, I think it's, it's really saddening to see that this is the state of affairs that we can get into. Like somebody can quite openly do this. I didn't do this in the back, in, in, in the shadows, quite openly did this, you know, as a, a, like a final gesture when he was leaving office, this was his last order of business. Maybe this is something that he planned to do over a longer period of time, but he got voted out of office. So, it, and you know, maybe he'd already took bribes, maybe he'd already, you know, said that he was going to do these things and then he decided to do it in one clump and in the state of affairs where, you know, there's a lot of quite blatant sort of like breaches of con uh, of the, the constitution in America happening and not just by, you know, the president in my view, but by other people um, mm. in, in, in their sort of, uh, in the administration and in other sort of um, government departments and everything that people are just going, you know, I'm going to be brazen. This is the time to go out and do something like this, you know, because it's not going to be as bad, you know? Mm. So it's, 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 it's just mad. <laughs> you know what I mean? And again, before I actually know, man, I was going to say, none of this is more shocking than having someone like president Trump as a president, but actually looking at some of these cases, I'm thinking, nah, that would be inhumane to say, you know, <laughs> Really? Do you know that that would be you know I, I I've got a very 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 strong opinion on the president and you know that's 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 to be discussed at a later date let's let's just put it this way I'm not a fan but this to me would be a much much grosser um, abuse of, of power and and, and misconduct and actually say this uh, like what the president's done in my opinion <clears throat> is enough to warrant him being thrown out of office in my opinion um, and that's subjective to what I believe. This, I don't think he's subjective. I think anybody who hears this is a, like, is a, basically think this is an abhorrent thing to happen to anybody, for, for somebody, anybody to do. I don't know any parent or any person in the right mind who, who wouldn't say this guy needs locking up and this definitely needs investigated. Um, you know, this is much, much worse abuse of power than anything that President Trump's done. And believe me, he's done some, some, some great things, <laughs> you know, in terms of like, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, that's for another day. And it's not just over there. Like you see now, I watched a documentary today, which was talking about the rise of sort of right wing politics and, and fake media and, you know, election tampering and people overthrowing people, you know, and they're just basically they're calling it democratic. Um, uh, what do you call it? A democratic recession. Mm. But they're saying that basically these democratic ideals that we built our life on is being sort of, sold on now for this new capitalism neo-capitalism sort of state where it's all about grabbing resources and sort of alienating a certain sect in, in, in society which is definitely happening and it's not just muslims anymore there's an attack on the poor there's a there's a, um, a, a battle almost now between the rich and the poor which happened in in the uk during the election where Corbyn and the Labour, they built their whole manifesto on the fact that the poor were getting screwed over by the rich and that the rich dominate media and power and the power. People are saying things that they never used to say in government, you know, that mm. weren't a, a thing you used to hear. And in the United States, it's happening where you've got billionaires running for office from the Democratic side, you know, got the um, um, former mayor, Gold, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, bloody Goldman Sachs. 
No, 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 it's not Goldman. I can't remember. There's a guy, he's, oh, I feel so terrible for not remembering this guy's name. He, he became the mayor, I think, after Giuliani. And he's a multi... Bloomberg, Mayor Bloomberg. Oh, Bloomberg, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. he actually got famous by setting up the Bloomberg um, exchange, which used to like, yeah. basically predict markets and stuff like that. And he became a multi, multi... I used to work for him, actually, like, thinking about it. Yeah, he's worth <laughs> about 30 billion. So something stupid like that. And then you've got another guy, I think his name's something Sears, and he, he became a... He was going for office as well. He's got running for presidential um, as well. And he's, he's quite actually an interesting character because he's got a lot of ideas about, you know, he's, he believes in the climate change emergency and he wants to invest a lot of money into green technologies. And he wants, he said he doesn't believe in there being um, um, a million billionaires and stuff like that. So he believes there should be a lot more giving back and people should be taught. Um, I can't remember his name. It's not Sears, but I can't, I can't remember his name. I'd, I'd have to have a look. He's, he's another billionaire guys worth about a billion something um so you've got these people in running for office but you've also got people like trump you've also got a lot of people being disillusioned by what's going on with all these um typical politicians so there's a lot of change going on in politics but people the long-winded way of what i was trying to say is people now are being emboldened to say what they believe and if they're corrupt they don't do it in the shadows anymore they do it in your face you know, if they're racist, they just put a race, like say in America, they've got a guy called Stephen Miller, spelt with a PH. And this guy is a very, very racist white nationalist. He's in control of US immigration policy oh, great. in the United States. Great. And he only recently got caught a load of leaked emails, got caught, I think there was 800 emails that he sent to a racist publication called Breitbart um, and also to VDare. And he basically, out of all these 800 emails, there wasn't one that didn't have derogatory or non-biased uh, views and didn't paint people of color out in a bad way. Every single thing was relating to them to try and publish more racist rhetoric. And this is a guy who's got the people at the US and Mexican border locked up in cages and they've separated families from their children deliberately as a tactic to stop people trying to come over with their children so what they do is obviously if they've got a mother who's come over with five kids to stop them if to, for Chinese what they'll say is we'll separate you from your children mm. and there's people being separated from their children for three years living in completely complete isolation away from their families they could be kept together but they're housing them separately deliberately mm. So, like, this is a lot of sort of, like, tactics that were going on during the Second World War. And this is the same sort of thing that's going on in the United States. Now, there's a lot of dangerous, angry rhetoric and abuses going on. And this story with this guy, Bevan, I think this is just another flagrant abuse of, of power that can go under the radar in the current climate of what's going on. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, he's ousted now, but how many more are there of him? But what's going to be the what's going to be the backup? They'll probably just leave him alone. He's stepping stepping down. There was a poor woman I heard on an interview whose daughter was raped and killed. I think who said like her kid was out and he'd only done like two years of his sentence, mm. of like a twenty or thirty year sentence, and that and she feels robbed. Now what happens to her? She should be able to sue the government again. She should be able to sue this guy direct. She should be able to. Every one of them people should be able to ask why. What is what was his recommendations upon giving these um, pardons? Crazy man, that's crazy. I'm gobsmacked. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, should we leave well, it there, man? Got, yeah, man. I don't know. Got, or do you want? Or do you want to carry on? Or we can carry on. I reckon we got one more. I reckon we got one more in us. And, All right, uh, then, cool, man. 
Actually, I was going to say, do you see what 50 Cent has said about um, Oprah? <laughs> I did. <laughs> and he's not the first person I've heard say it. I think I watched something. Uh, I'm trying to think who it was. This is going back about two or three years ago. And I think the same sort of thing happened again where this was going back to the time where there was a lot of talk about what happened with Bill Crosby. And, and when, when he went to Bill Cosby and when, when he went to prison for the, you know, for, for, for raping all these women and they all said the same thing, he drugged them and then they woke up and he was on top of them or whatever. Uh, then I think 20 odd per people have been discredited and actually found to have been given money by defense attorney, um, you know, already not defense attorney, prosecution attorneys and all these kind of things. There's a lot of black people, especially who say like they cry foul with the Bill Cosby sort of thing. And they say this was sort of an orchestrated thing where basically a huge volume of women were, in, in, you know, encouraged to come forward because I think the initial claims is that a few women over the decades had come forward. I don't know if it was two or three that all of a sudden there was over 30 potential victims who all of a sudden came out of nowhere and had the full support and backing of these these attorneys. And by the look of it, some financial gain as well. But what a lot of people don't know is at the time, um, Bill Cosby was basically going to be the first black entertainer to try and outright own uh, a TV station, apart from, uh, say, Oprah, who had her own Hasbro sort of like brand that went on certain channels. I don't think it was his own channel, um, but he wanted to own NBC outright. Mm. And they didn't want a black person being in control of the media and to be able to put out their own narrative that wasn't part of the collective narrative. Because if you look at media in general, in the UK, I don't know if people realise this, but newspapers in the UK are owned by three people. Yeah. Every single newspaper, national newspaper, um, sort of output is owned by three people and I believe that all the TV stations are owned by low teens so 13, 14 people worldwide so I mean we're talking about <laughs> the level of collaboration that happens already between this and that's been seen quite evidently with the the, the thing with, with uh, Jeremy Corbyn at these national elections mm. where the whole of the media was pretty much against him you yeah, know, which is kind of weird, actually, because what I was hearing from weird, him... though, because what would you expect if you're, if you're owned by a billion pound, if, if your CEOs are multi-billion pound owners and they're the same three people have been controlling the narrative for so many years, mm -hmm. and then he's talking about taxing them to high heaven and making real reform that empowered the poor and took away the power from the rich. Do you really think they're going to allow fair sort of uh, that 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 sort of story to escape without having to tarnish him and make him seem like a madman and seem like he's this far left not who's just been down the pits too long or whatever that that's that was their whole sort of thing and then they pointed at him as a racist and an anti-semite and the worst thing is, is i thought we was past this now mm. i really thought we was past this now and i bet you if I give you the same definition of what he's been accused by, you will be an anti-Semite. So let me yeah. just see if we can give you the same sort of um, standard. So Jeremy Corbyn's stance is that he's got, he believes in the full integrity and the full respect for, for Israel as a sovereign state and that it should have its own borders and he's actually fought against oppression against Israel and he's been over to Jerusalem many times in Tel Aviv and these places. So that's his stance. But what he has said 
he's he, oh, let me just finish this because this is the important part because this is what he's been accused of um but they call him an anti-semite there's a difference between being an anti-semite and being an anti-zionist and anti-zionist is saying that israel itself this current administration their foreign policy in fact their home policy is to take over and occupy illegal settlements which is on palestinian land mm-hmm. and they're moving in people at the rate of hundreds of thousands then they're putting in case around the city so they're blockading these people putting tanks and restricting access in and out of these places and they're taking away all the holy sites that were palestinian holy sites and everything that's what jeremy corbyn is against he's mm-hmm. saying this this current administration is a, it's an aggressor and it's taking away all the individual rights of the palestinian people and not to mention what's going on in gaza and places like that so with that in mind i personally agree what he's saying you know what i mean i've got nothing against israel i think it should be a country in its own right it should have its own sovereignty i think it's i but, think personally it's in the wrong place personally. it may be in the right place wrong place so i think it's in the wrong place well i would say it's in the wrong place because i would say like i know yeah the whole idea that it's the holy land and it's you know it was promised them by god etc 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 but i'm like why would you in the in the middle of like in the middle of the century just plank this country in the middle of a of two warring countries and say, okay, now you sort it out. You know, just, yeah, okay, you guys all come here. Man, that doesn't sound smart. That ain't smart. Oh, man, that's like, your dude, you could have gave him some, I mean, there's enough land in Africa, for example. I'm not just saying it's in Africa, I mean, but there's enough land in other places where you could have said, okay, look, look, this could be your holy land. You can make this the new, the new Israel and everything's nice and beautiful and it's all good and everyone's happy. Instead, put them right in the middle of a place where, you know, they're, they're crazy, crazy religious. You know what I mean? And they, you know, they're, they're warring with each other for over whatever Palestine and uh, all these sub, uh, surrounding countries. Man, it's like, whew, I think they were the asking for is, trouble. It's, it's, it's like that. But you've got, well, it's hard to say that. And the reason why I say that is because they're fighting the same players, the Kurdish people are. The yeah. Kurdish people, there's never been a place which is, which is for Kurds, you know. Um, so, like, there's no, there's no Kurdistan like that, you know. What I mean, there's, there's all that, that you can. Um, well, there probably is place, but I mean, there's no Kurdish place where these people have been displaced for many thousands of years. So you find them in Syria, and you find them in Iraq, and you find them in places like Turkey and stuff like that. And these are a very sort of like marginalised people as well. And then you look at the Israeli people, and they are originally from basically Israel and Jerusalem and the places where have always been like holy, you know, there's always been holy sites and they've been driven out and they've been sort of persecuted for centuries. And then the Jewish people, and this is where a lot of it comes in, is they rose to prominence and they rose to power during the, you know, well, after the Second World War, when obviously rightly so people were saying like these people have been persecuted all over Central Europe, all over Eastern Europe. Especially in Western Europe as well, and they were some of them were taken in the United States, some of them came to England, but for so many millions they wanted to just return and have a home. So this place was introduced to them, so the history books will tell you to give them a home. Now, listen, this was never done without any attachments, like without any interest in the United States, especially thinking mm, we can have the Midwest in the Middle East, <laughs> and that's what they were looking for. You know, these countries around Israel were always oil-rich countries. They were always um, countries that were Muslim and, and 
to what they see as probably primitive compared to them with their Western technologies and everything. You know, they wanted to have somebody, basically a spy in the Middle East. And that's why not only did they support Israel, but when you talk about military support, I think for Israel each year, it's 13 billion from the United States or 30 billion from the United States alone. And pretty much every developed country gives money to Israel every single year. Mm-hmm. But Israel are rich. They have brand new F-30 odd fighters and, you know, they're, they're, they've got nuclear capacity and they are very, very rich and powerful nation, as you would expect. You know, mm-hmm. they control a lot of the, 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 the mainstream corporations that you see today. You know what I mean? Especially the banking dynasties and stuff like that, uh, uh, Jewish people, entertainment industries, Jewish people. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about the movie industry, the music industry. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the most powerful industries in the world are controlled by Jewish, you know, Jewish people. And that's not to say they're all clubbing together as one, but I'm just saying individually, the Jewish people are very powerful. Even their intelligence agency, Mossad, very, very powerful and, and very experienced and, and, and notably one of the, the best in the world. You know, this doesn't happen by accident. You plow money and assets and resources into one nation then eventually they're going to feel very, very powerful and they are very powerful and much needed to the United States in particular. So they will continue to do uh, what they want to do. And what the problem is, is they are causing havoc, in my opinion, to the Palestinian people who are now the, the, the modern Jews, if you like, because now they're the persecuted people who haven't really got a homeland who are being taken over by an oppressor. Yeah, but anyway, look... This is something I would like to talk on another show because I want to get um, Shimti on to talk about that stuff because he's got he's like the expert at that stuff, man. So maybe at some point down the road we'll put out an extra show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to go back to what I was the original question, which was uh, Fifty Cent asking why Oprah always goes for her own people, uh, yeah. and she just wants to know why. He just wants to know why she's only going after her own when it's clear that the penalties have been far more extreme for for African Americans. Now, it kind of makes a point, you know, because you remember Oprah Winfrey also had, remember when this, a couple of, I think it's about a year ago or two years ago, they had this Leaving Neverland documentary. Yeah, and the yeah. first thing Oprah did was grab the guys who were on that show and try to make Margaret Jackson look bad in that. And then it all didn't mm-hmm. take long before Margaret Jackson, they got found out that these guys were lying because Margaret Jackson threw them off the show and they were salty about it. Uh... So they pulled the documentary off all like Netflix and everything. It was like, oh man, they, they lied, they lied. Because yeah, yeah. the time didn't match up. You know, so it's kind of weird, man. Oprah and she was also hanging with this pedophile guy. This guy was like saving all this Brazilian guy, actually. He was mm. storing up all the girls and that in it. And then suddenly the baby's back to the States and that. Yo, this, this, you know, Oprah, you know, I kind of, I kind of always liked Oprah to be fair. Cause I always thought she was like, you know, she was one of our own and she, she always looks like she's doing good things. But actually when you look behind her a little bit, man, you see she's, she's actually in the dark. She's on the dark side, man, somehow. Yeah, I think, like, look, the, the way I look on Oprah, and I'm not going to pretend that I'm an expert, so like, I'm just going to tell you how I feel from the outside looking in with the perception and mindset that I've got. I feel that there's two Oprahs. So I feel like it's almost like, in fact, the same way as there's two Oprahs, I'd say there's one Will Smith. And the reason I say that is because you look at Will Smith back in the early 90s, mm. and this guy, to who he is now, I'd say is really, really consistent. I'd say like his personality hasn't changed. Maybe he's matured a bit and became a bit more deeper as the person. But I'd say a whole, like the whole outlook of Will Smith is he's this very accomplished, very talented, 
very like say what he speaks kind of man. Now yeah. I'd say Oprah is a person who got that break young in life. So maybe a show became, you know, maybe that was down to her, but a show became very, very famous very, very quickly. She empowered a lot of black people. We used to see a lot of black authors on there telling about their new book. You see a lot of white people too. She wasn't really bothered black or white, but she did used to champion a lot of black causes and stuff like that. And she seemed to respect a lot about black opinions. Fast forward now, and you talk about these sort of investigative things. So this is about Oprah writing a book about these, these, these particular incidents, and she's gone straight in on the black community, and that's what's really aggravated a lot of black people. And yeah. I think some of the, the narrative that she had when, on her show, again, when she's talking about these serious, serious issues, were focused on Bill Cosby, were focused on Michael Jackson, were focused on uh, Russell Simmons, were focused on 50 Cent or Rick Ross, whoever it is, you know what I mean? It just seems to be that she was just always shining the light on black people. And I think that's a, uh, something to do with uh, her power. I think she's got to a certain level when she owns her own station and she's become very powerful. But you know yourself, as powerful as you are in the States uh, or as you are in politics or you are in entertainment, it takes a second for somebody to cut you down. And yeah. I think I, had, I reckon somebody had something that they could cut her down with. Or okay. I just believe that people Probably. threatened to cut her down. And it was like, you, you sing to this song or that's it. You know what I mean? Your empire is, is crumbled yeah. and we'll finish you too. Yeah. I think it's always like that, dude. I think they, always, they put things in earlier in your career so they can get you later if you make any slip-ups. You know what I mean? I mean, like, well, I that's, that's how I would. Peter Farring in America, mm. which was particularly and not just a paedophile ring just a sex trafficking ring that was basically was talking about how you get into hollywood and it was talking about people like you know especially in the black community when it's talking about martin lawrence and talking about will smith and he said basically they were they were passed around between certain powerful people and it was like this is how you get in and without this you will never ever get a break because this is everybody you need to know in hollywood mm. and i don't know how true that was but a lot of witnesses were there and giving testimony and even actors and actresses saying this is just the case this is what happened you know what i mean you were told you sleep with that person or else you know you're not getting a break mm. so i mean this i think goes right into that you know like i don't know you know and this is not any disrespect to oprah i'm not sure that people are going to be saying to her you know do us loads of sexual favors but you know everyone can think right and maybe you're an influencer so maybe you're going to bring people to me maybe you're going to do this you know, maybe you're going to speak our, our view because maybe we want you to think this is a black point of view when really it's really been written by a white person behind the scenes. Mm. I just don't know, but it just does seem a bit fishy. And I think people are right to call her out on it and say, yo, why is it you're attacking your own community when there's evidently people like Jeffrey Epstein and Harvey Weinstein and not just those people, but plenty others who are committing this. Let's talk about domestic terrorism in the States where, you know, there's a lot of white people blowing up shit and blowing up people and they're called troubled teens and then you'll have one person running around with a knife who's got brown skin and he's, he's, he's you know he's a been terrorist an international terrorist yeah okay anyway let's get off this topic i just want to i want to quickly wrap this up i just i just came across a tweet sorry i don't know if, actually i'm gonna ask you a question quickly <laughs> have you heard the song last christmas this year already at all no now to hold that thought Mariah Carey just posted up, yeah, we did it. We've made it to number one this year. Christmas number one. I'm like, hold on a second. Wait a second. George Michael died a couple of years ago. 
And since then, I haven't heard Last Christmas that much. I really yeah. haven't. I swear, for the last three years, I have In fact, first of all, when I was in Brazil, I didn't hear it all. And I've been back two years now. And I, ha- I heard it one time last year. And I've heard it a whole, at all this year. I haven't heard it. And I'm thinking, yeah. hold on. Is it on purpose that they don't longer, no longer play that song anymore? Or is it because someone was getting paid? Is why they were playing it so often. Because now it's like, they don't pay it. They don't, they're not playing it at all last Christmas. Yeah. But, uh, but I have noticed that Mariah Carey songs come up a lot nowadays. All I want for Christmas yeah. is you. That's the new Last Christmas. That's the song I'm hearing all the time. Yeah. Now I'm like, hold on a minute. Is that the new Last Christmas? Dude, they're sneakingly snuck in there, man, without us noticing. Maybe it's owned, maybe it's owned by the same record company and they Probably. want that to be the thing. Yeah, I think that's what they've done. They've just changed up the uh, the, the main theme of Christmas, man. So look, just to let you guys know, it, we'll, we'll go out there on that bombshell. Bombshell. They've changed last Christmas to all I want is for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. So yeah, man, um, let's wrap it up there, man. I think we've done a good show, man. I think it's great. I think Link was outstanding tonight. Yeah, unfortunately, Link, Link didn't get it together. <laughs> also, one of our missing horsemen. Yeah. One of our missing, missing horsemen actually, actually wrote me this morning was like, yeah, can I, come on, brother, come on too. And I was like, you know, if he wants to come and say a few things, then sure, why not? None of them came on in the end. <laughs> So let's if we let's hope that a horseman ain't like the horse in um in never ending story, man, you know, when the sad music comes on, it's like get out of the swamp, you know, where yeah. the horse is dying and that <laughs> <laughs> never ending story. Come on. Yeah, man. Get out. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, you got anything to promote, man? Uh, no, no, no. I'm just I'm happy that we've done this, man. But, um, you got nothing to promote, dude. Oh, promote. Oh, oh, yeah, I have actually. Yeah, I want people who in Birmingham, if it comes out before, I want them to listen to BBC WM on Sunday on the Nikki Tapper show. Because I'm not only on this Sunday show, but I'm on next Sunday show because it was a pre record and I was talking about Igloo Music and everything. So check us out and check us out on Igloo Music, I G L U Music, uh, on Facebook, and check us out on YouTube. And yeah, man, everyone have a great Christmas and a happy new year if I don't see you before. Boya kacha. Nah, you'll be here next week, dude, man. We've got yeah, one man, more I show will, for Christmas. But hopefully we're going to yeah, throw man. an extra show too, man. Hopefully, look yeah, out yeah, for yeah. that. There might be an extra, actually, there probably will be an extra show, actually, because I've already got the guests lined up. So look out for that. Um, yeah, I'm Al Stelio, also known as Wayne. Uh, go to our website, www.alstelio.com, A-L-S-T-A-L-L-I-O.com. Um, and keep listening to the podcast man this is the real locker room talk with the four the two the two <laughs> the two and a half we'll give we'll give Link a half the, we'll give Link the two, two and a half two and a quarter two and a quarter horse of the black apocalypse <laughs> black if you will in black black apocalypse yeah. can't even say that word <laughs> I'm drunk oh, I've been sick the last week yeah sorry for the delay on the show uh, but yeah man we'll see you guys next week man um yeah man we're out bye <laughs>